This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's time. Time for silver and black today. To the ground game. Touchdown Las Vegas. We're breaking down the latest Raider news from on and off the field. And bringing you conversations with newsmakers and record breakers. So hold on, Raider Nation. It's time to get, get it, it on. Here's your host, Scott Goldbranson and Mo Moten. It is Friday. Are you ready for a weekend without Raiders football? Are you kidding me? Yeah, that sucks. But what doesn't suck is it's the weekend. You get to have an adult beverage. You get to hang out with your friends. You get to do whatever you want. And before you do that, you get to listen to Mo Moten and I read mail. Hi, I'm Scott Colbranson. He is Mo. He is the national NFL writer for Bleacher Report. Also, the Raiders columnist for SportsNot.com. You can follow him on Twitter at Mo Moten, M-O-E-M-O-T-O-N. I am at LV Gully, and we are here to talk Raiders mailbag. I love doing these shows, especially after a loss. Now, I know some of the mail is going to address this stuff, um, but we need a little levity. I mean, Mo, it's Friday finally. You, For you, Friday is more like, I think, Tuesday, if I recall, right? So so, so it's not Friday for you because you, you have a busy weekend, although you get Saturdays, right? You get to watch college football on Saturdays. Yes, I just sit back and watch college football on Saturdays. Fridays are actually pretty relaxing for me. Uh, uh, if people if people know how my, I'm sure people do pay attention to my Twitter activity or don't care. I'm just not. <laughs> I'm just not online after Thursday. After Thursday, after Thursday night football, I just kind of unplug, and I just do non football stuff. It's good. That's good. Still college football on Saturday, of course. Yes. Uh, and, and, and that's good for you. You need, you need some time away. You need some time to decompress from the football, right? Because there's a lot of it, but, uh, we love doing this show and we love talking, but we got to start first, Mo, you got your first fantasy football win this past week. Now we talked about it on yesterday's show, uh, but how's it feel, man? I mean, Tim Brown gives you the pep talk and it's like, I think you owe, like, you gotta, you gotta get in touch with Tim Brown and say, dude. You give me the pep talk, bam, I go out and win. 
Tim Brown and I have to go out for some food or, you know, have a meal or something. I know he doesn't like warm potato salad. He thinks it's trash and everything, but uh, I'm here to say, Tim, if you try it once, you won't go back. I don't have a clever oh. saying for it, but try it once with Mo and, and I'll and I'll guide you into the darkness of warm potato salad and how great it is. <laughs> the darkness. It does sound like a dark place. I don't know if I want to go there either. Uh, but yes, so, so you win. And by the way... I, who did Kelly play? Do you remember? Kelly Kreiner, who did who did he play? Oh, he played me. And I won. I beat him. I still remain undefeated. But, Mo, I beat him literally by the skin of my teeth. I thought I was going to lose. You, We were all texting, and I'm like, you're going to beat me because I didn't start Gabe Davis. On the one day, Gabe Davis goes completely nuts. Nuts. And, and, and that happens to some, I, I'm sure it happens to every fantasy owner at least once, sometimes more than once, at least once a year, you have that guy who's like, ah, so you sit him for that week and he goes nuts. And that's who Gabe Davis did. So I thought I was going to lose. And man, I beat him statistically by just some tenths of a point. I will say this. I, after everything that's happened, right? So you and multiple scoregasms are now the only undefeated teams in the league, right? <laughs> By the way, multiple scoregasms should have lost that game. He didn't, but it, quick story sidebar here. And I'm going to go from a little bit of a tangent. <laughs> I had Josh Reynolds in my lineup that week. I played multiple scoregasms. I pulled him out at the last minute because I'm thinking, okay, McLaurin has a high floor. You know, he's the number one wide receiver on the, on the yeah. commanders. He's going to at least get me some points where Josh Reynolds, I don't know what he's going to get me because he's usually not a number one. I pulled him at the last minute. He scores about 20 points. I lose to multiple scoregasms by less than 20. Word to the wise, word of advice for anybody playing fantasy football and just life in general. Whatever you decide in the moment, stick with it. Yeah. Don't change your mind. Yeah. More, more times than not, don't. and I've done this. I've done this in college. I've done this in school. When you overthink and you change a test, you change your answer on your multiple choice quiz or test, <laughs> you're changing it to the wrong answer. Don't change Always. your answer. Stick Always. with it's your a, gut. It's, it's, what's your no, gut. it's what's known around in Las Vegas now as the Josh McDaniel syndrome. That's Just a low blow. Be, Fans too, are not going to love to hear that one. Being too smart for your own good. He, hey, smart. I mean, it happens, right? <sighs> By the way, every time you kept saying multiple scorgasms, um, there, 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 our female listeners were getting a little fidgety. I, I don't know why, but uh, it's a clever name. I like, a, I like it's the a, name. It's, it's a very clever name. But um, so the, the multiple scorgasms and go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually put this up on the screen. If you're watching us on YouTube, you'll be able to see the league. Uh, and I'll even increase the size here, so it's a little bit bigger. But we have multiple scorgasms at five and zero. Oh. <laughs> I am five and zero oh as well. And I am literally one point behind them in the points four, which is the secondary. So they're technically ahead of me. I'm in second place. We're almost basically tied, right? But they have more points. North County Raider. Uh, and then uh, Kelly uh, is there right behind there. Carmageddon, which is Rossi. Rossi. Is at three and two. Barrier Raider at two and three. The Idaho Infidels. Two and three, Max Power, two and three, Tim Brown's pep talk, which is, Mo, look, <laughs> dude, how does it feel to finally be out of the cellar? You're out of your mom's basement, and you're, you're, like, you're looking up in the world now. You know what's so weird about this whole thing? What's it, that? 
I'm the, I think I'm the fifth or sixth highest scoring team. I don't know what yeah. it is, but I, I'm like top half of the league in scoring and I'm one in four here. Yeah. Struggling with the likes of Raiders of the Lost Yard and Slow Jan James. Shout out to him. He's struggling. I thought he would actually be at the top of the list. And just winning again, Wendy, right? And Wendy, yeah. I, I, I'm still angry at Wendy because she <laughs> she blew up against me in my matchup, scoring about 115 she points. She did. Gets to Scott and scores 64-something points. I have that effect. I just don't know what to say. What do you want me to do? You know what's even more offensive is that you are the best NFL writer in the country, and you have to host the show with me. I mean, it's crazy. But, uh, no, I mean, Slow Jam James, though, We got. I'm going to have him on the show next week. We're going to do, uh, and I know some of our listeners are tuned out because they tell us, oh, if you talk fantasy, I'm checking out. Okay, well, so what? So we're going we're gonna to have some of the guys on this coming week. It's the bye week, so we'll check in. Slow Jam James, like, I want to tell him just to lock himself in the house and not leave because he has bad luck <laughs> with his players. And then I, I thought his roster was the best in the league. He sits there. He's in that, 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 that group of four of you that are one and four. To me, I think, I think slow, no offense to just when Wendy and Raiders of Lost Yard, I think slow jam James and I are built for a second half run. Just like yeah. the Raiders. If you, if you look at it, our records line up perfectly with the Raiders record. Just like we said on yeah. the previous show, the Raiders are built for a run. Yeah. And I think Slow Jam James and I are the same. I think there are parallels between our fantasy football teams and the Raiders' actual football team. Well, and, and I'm showing everybody his roster right now. If you're watching us, Justin Herbert, at quarterback, wide receiver of Tyler Lockett. That sucks because, you know, it's Geno. Uh, Rondell Moore, Joe Mixon, James Conner, Dallas Goddard from Philadelphia, who's, you know, obviously having a good season with the team, having a good season, and Jerry Judy. So the I talk about the bad luck. He's had bad luck with receivers who have quarterbacks that are sucking eggs. Right. Uh, and I mean, if you look at that and then Joe Mixon, the Bengals just said, yeah, we went to the the, the Super Bowl last year on uh, partially on the legs of Joe Mixon. So we're just not going to run the ball this year. Right. Until the last game. They, they were like Josh, Josh McDaniels with Josh Jacobs. They didn't run them for the first two or three weeks. And so, so, so that's why uh, slow jams James I think is is struggling a little bit too because he's just not had that. All right, so Mo, we're gonna we're gonna we'll save fantasy for next week since we have a bye week. We'll have a whole show on the fantasy and we'll bring on a bunch of the the guys and we'll bring on Wendy. Too. We got to get Wendy on too because she's we awesome. Number one and number two, yes. she's the only woman in the league. Uh, but so we'll get her on. She'll be fun. Uh, and she's always positive too. So if you want negative, don't listen when Wendy's on because she's she's really positive. What, you know what shocked me though? What's that? I looked at I looked at the really quick on the fantasy football. No, I looked on yeah. the uh, the activity bar and just when Wendy, I don't want to blow her up or put her out there, but she dropped the goat Hunter Renfro for oh. Marquez Valdez Scantling, who just scorched the Raiders secondary. Ooh, that, that is. That takes as a Raider fan to do something like that. Baller. That takes that. That means that you're all in. You're she's in. If you're willing to do she, that. She's, she's all not. In. It's it's like and Mo, you write you write a betting column too for for Bleacher Report, right? Where you guys talk about your bets for the week. Um, mm -hmm. That's what a, you don't bet with your heart, right? And the fantasy football is the same thing. If you're a Raiders fan, sure, have some Raiders players if they fit your your lineup, but you never go with them if you think someone else is going to help you win the game. That we're going to talk to her about that move. 
Because uh, yeah. I'm sure some Raider fans will not like her because, <laughs> but but it paid <laughs> off significantly for her uh, because that was the right move. All right, so let's get to uh, one of our questions here, and I love that we get repeat questions. We got some new new questions as well. But our guy uh, <clears throat> Gary Harkenreader writes, "I didn't hear or see the game." <laughs> he starts off with. Uh, like most fans of the points, I just accepted the fact that the blowout was coming. And it wasn't a blowout, so so I do it. But he says um, that he was disappointed to see the players running into each other at the end of the game. He says, Le- it led me to this analogy. You ready, Mo? Uh, an accompanist, excuse me, an accomplished organist walks into a cathedral. He's never played a pipe organ. Scott, Scott. Yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt you. No, please do. And do. I know this is probably going to be old news once we get on air, but... Nate Hobbs broke his hand oh, for his shit. IG post. So, as we talked about on the last show, <laughs> the Raiders are going to have to spend some money because Nate Hobbs, yeah. I know he had a bad game against the Chiefs, but that those are some big shoes to fill. But go ahead. Wow. Okay, so we might pick that up and then and do a quick little intro segment for the other show. For tomorrow's show. We'll figure it out. We'll do a quick little thing. <laughs> All right. Um, where was I? Oh, so so here's the analogy that Gary has. He says, uh, here's my analogy. An accomplished organist walks into a cathedral. He's never played a pipe organ of this magnitude. Multiple keyboards, 100 stops, numerous foot pedals. He has to learn how to use the new stops and the foot pedals uh, and the keys. He doesn't know what he's doing. I only watched, uh, and neither is the, the, so the music isn't good, the playing isn't good. I only watched the highlights. This is my takeaway from the the game going into the bye. The offensive line is as good as it's going to get. I think that's fair. Run the ball, get White some touches. Why doesn't Zamir White get more touches? We'll talk about that. Offensive game plan shouldn't start with, we need to score 40 points a game. How can we do that? Trust the, uh, uh, oh, sorry. Trust to learn how to use players in key positions, stops, and so on. Just as an aside of all this, I have years stumped for professional referees, defensive holding on a field goal. Are you kidding me? That's scary. So his point I'm going to focus on, which is Zamir White. So Josh Jacobs running the ball great. Um, is there concern that they might run him too much? Do, do they, I mean, the whole reason they had this talented running back room, Mo, was to um, supplement his ability and and have somebody else there who could take carries when Josh Jacobs isn't there. Right. But what I think is happening is not to say Josh Jacobs is surprised about what Josh Jacobs is doing, but you're right. The hot hand, right? If a guy is running at yeah. four or five yards per pop, you don't take him out. <laughs> you yeah. just keep feeding him the rock. And I think that's what's happened is that Josh McDaniels has seen how Josh Jacobs is to me. I don't think he's angry, but it's just a phrase. I think he's running angry. Like, Oh, you're not going to pick up my fifth year option. Huh? Okay. I'll yeah. show you. You know, and I think that's it's just not angry, but a little bit of motivation there. So the reason why Zamir White is not getting any carries, I don't think it has anything to do with what Zamir White is not doing or not showing at practice. I think Josh Jacobs is just that good that you don't want to take him off the field. Right. No, well, there you go. There you go. Um, so okay, so this that was the first question, James. We we appreciate it. And I'm going to get to the others here in a second. Mo, um, you know, you mentioned the, the situation uh, with, with Nate Hobbs and the broken hand. Um, we talked about it uh, on, on yesterday's show that this team would most likely be active 
in looking for ways to get better in this bye week. And now uh, that takes on even more importance when you have a starter of that caliber. Like you said on Thursday, he did not have a great game against the Chiefs. In fact, he got torched pretty bad. Um, Now they have to deal with this. Uh, This defense, which is already struggling, has to now bring in a body and figure out what to do. Um, How much of a concern now does that become? Man, it just seems like a very daunting task when you have this many guys, this many important pieces to your puzzle on offense and defense now sitting on the sideline with injury. I I saw Tashawn Reed of the Athletic uh, tweet this, but I guess there is some hope that Anthony Averitt can be back soon because I believe he had a, I believe a hand injury as well. Um, so if Anthony Averitt can come back, you can have a meek in the slot. You can have Anthony Averitt on the outside opposite Rocky sitting. You have your top three there, but you also have Sam Webb. Well, I thought, even though it wasn't on a large scale, I thought he had a pretty decent game against the Chiefs. Yeah, and they've been, they've been getting, they've been rotating Sam Webb in the game. Now, of course, he's not a starter, but the undrafted rookie has played well in spots. So you have basically Rock Yassin, Amik Robinson, and Sam Webb healthy. We'll see what happens with Anthony Averett, but I wouldn't rule out the Raiders bringing in a veteran corner just in case they're not completely comfortable with bumping up Sam Webb's snaps just yet. Makes a lot of sense. All right. Uh, we have a question from Louisville, Kentucky. It's from Jerry. Jerry says, what the hell was wrong with Denzel Perryman? Uh, do you think he's still having concussion issues? Him coming back, I expected a lot more out of him in this Kansas City game. He seemed to disappear for most of it. What's your thoughts on that one? I believe that emailer is dead on. Not only did Denzel Perryman disappear, but there was a touchdown scored on him. I know he had a sack, which is mm-hmm. good. But he missed three tackles in that game. Yeah, I believe it was he and, and Rock Yassin both missed three tackles apiece. And I talked about it on the on the on the uh, I believe it was the Thursday show that missed tackles was one of the reasons the Raiders yeah. started spiraling in the second half. And you just don't expect that from Denzel Perriman, who's one of the sure tacklers in the league, the tackle machine. But I don't know what's going on at him coming off a concussion or that had an effect, but it wasn't his best game by far. It was one of his worst games. I don't know what to say about that other than when you have a player that's struggling like that coming off of an injury, you would hope that you have another guy to bring in. Now, I don't think Blake Martinez had any snaps, but I'm sure going forward and if Denzel Perriman is hurt or struggles, yeah. you'll see you'll see Blake Martinez mix in. But not having Jayon Brown out there also pretty much hurt. hurt. Significantly. You're pretty thin because you can't just pull a starter because then you're, you're, you're grasping at straws at that point. Absolutely. All right, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we got more questions to get to, so don't do don't you miss it. Stay where you're at. We'll be right back here on Silver and Black today, the mailbag edition on this Friday. We hope you're getting ready for the weekend, and we hope you have a great weekend. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Welcome back. Silver and Black today, the Friday edition, the mailbag, Raider Nation mailbag. We're talking to you. We're helping you drown in your tears, in your beers, uh, the Nate Hobbs news from the last couple days, all this other stuff with the loss, but not to lose hope, Raider Nation. I think the Raiders are going to win three straight games coming out of this bye. Uh, Mo Moten, Scott Branson, back with you here on our Odyssey original podcast. You can c- catch us three, four, sometimes five days a week, usually three to four times a week as we talk nothing but Raiders football. All right, Mo, let's jump right back into this mailbacks. I have a, a, a message here from Annalise. Annalise 
is in Fremont, California. So she's in the Bay Area. She wants to know, I am, <laughs> sorry, it caught me off guard. I am fully in love with Hunter Renfro, but I am worried he does not look like he's playing up to his normal standards. What is wrong with him? Do you think the concussion is still bothering him? Uh, thank you, Annalise. We appreciate that. I love to get uh, questions from the, the women in Raider Nation. They always have great questions. Uh, we talked about it on yesterday's show, actually, about Hunter Renfro maybe not being himself somewhat like Darren Waller. Um, and Annalise asked that question. Um, Mo, Mo, what do you think there? I mean, what you see on tape uh, with route running, with his receptions, we talked about the turnovers a couple weeks ago, but what are you seeing? Any clues to why he might be having issues and not be the same player that he was last year? It's a good question, and other than a change in system, you, you don't really know what it is because you have to understand Hunter Renfro's only really been in one system, and that's John Gruden's. I know John Gruden had to resign True. early, but Greg Olson was basically an extension of John Gruden. So I think what you're seeing with a young, remember Hunter Renfro is a young player, hasn't been in the league. He's not a 10 year vet. No. Uh, came in in 2019. So I think you're seeing with him being a young player, he's learning to adjust to a new system. And I'm going to say this again because I've said this on a previous show. It's been known that Joshua Daniels has one of the most complex systems or and or playbooks in the league. And I think Derek Carr. I mean, I don't think Derek Carr said this, but I think a question was asked. And uh, I think it was posed that way, saying, well, we know that Joshua Daniels' uh, system can be complex. How are you taking it in? And, again, I will say that with a young player, you have to give him some time. I know we're we're just five games into the season, plus Hunter Renfro missed some time with a concussion. So I think he's still adjusting to the turnover in the coaching staff. Again, it's not an excuse. But, again, with a young player, you have to give them some time to recalibrate especially when you have a complex, I don't want to say complicated, but a complex system in place. 